anybody know how to do this? What do we do? I can't remember. I can hear someone's mic rustling. That's that's enough. That's Carl's for me. mouse. Oh, I remember. Oh. Hello and welcome to ABW Live. It's been a while. The last time we were here it was glory hunting because we smashed smashed Spurs something like eight nil. And the time before that was many, many moons ago before Arteta, and he said Wenger there, Arteta bought himself an entire new defence. With me tonight, first of all, it's, um, oh, someone's watching. It's Josh, top right-hand corner. How are you doing, Josh? I'm good, thank you. Um, well, I say good. It's all relative, isn't it? I've just seen Arsenal lose, Brighton lost earlier. Yeah, it's not a great day, but you know what? We can just talk about it now, and maybe it'll be cathartic. Or maybe not. Do. Also with us tonight is uh, Carl. If, uh, have you had a good day, Carl? I saw the um, pictures of your family on your Instagram. You look, all look very happy and smiley. And uh, It was uh, Mummy's birthday, so we, we took her out last week for her birthday. Um, kind of where it stops the fun. You know when they say, <laughs> when the fun stops, stops. Uh, it kind of uh, stopped today uh, about quarter past one. Quarter to five, but somewhere along those lines. But no, not too bad. Um, I guess we're here to uh, air our grievances about today's results, which was kind of expected, but not in that fashion, I guess is what I want to say. Yeah, I mean, I expected Mane to get sent off for a start. That was top of my lists. Why oh, he don't, was even don't ruin it. it. Don't ruin sorry. it. Someone might not know yet. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Spoiler. Uh, yeah, Marnay should have been sent off. <laughs> <laughs> let's have a say hello to some of the people who have remembered what ABW Live is and come to say hello. Joshua Page. Hello, Josh. Uh, Gemini, Jedi. Nearly got that wrong. There's our own Nick Fights. Avon Teddington says, I'm surprised Chris isn't here. <laughs> it's Aren't just we all? what we're all saying. <laughs> Or as, or as OG sent me a message saying, Chris will be on the pod this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. He might want to deny all knowledge that you sent that, so I can't confirm nor deny. Uh, Josh Page again. And then Nick again. Avon again. Oh. El Idarius. I don't know how you say your name. It's, it's our friend in Russia. Howdy doody. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joshua Pages were no state of emergency from Chris. <laughs> Give it time. He's probably working on a on a script as we speak. Mm. Right then, um, as you all know, we went to Anfield. We lost 4-0. Not the end of the world because Liverpool are one of the three best teams in the world, along with Man City and Bayern Munich. No one really goes there and wins. Did Brighton go there and win, Josh? No, they drew. They Same drew. Thing. It's as good well, as a win. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yes. I think so. I mean, to be fair, last season they lost to Burnley at home. They had that awful run. Oh, they lost to Brighton as well. Ooh, that's a bit weird. Yeah, uh, Liverpool aren't necessarily great um, at home, but obviously it always helps when Michael Oliver doesn't take his yellow cards out with him. That well, tends to not help us. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure there's other... It wasn't just Michael Oliver that was the um, you know the downfall of why we lost that game. It wasn't just down to him. There were certainly many other reasons why, yeah, um, we shipped four goals. And I'm sure we're going to get into them in a sec. We are. If we look at the starting lineup, start with you, Carl. Are you surprised with any aspect of the starting lineup? Maybe the party come back a little bit too soon. Tavares playing. We were talking before the show that 
Um, Tierney has played back-to-back games for Scotland midweek, played 90 minutes, then played 87 minutes. Um, he played on the left side of a three-man, um, three centre-backs, and they won 2-0 and then 2-0 again. And he, to see his face at the second half when Arteta came out, um, Tierney was, wasn't even making eye contact with him. It just looked staring, staring straight ahead, staring straight through him, I think is the, is the phrase. And uh, that was a huge mistake tonight, wasn't it? Or maybe it wasn't, Carl. What do you think? Hindsight is a wonderful thing. And we can all sit here now and say that Tierney probably should have played with Tavares's performance because it was nothing short shocking. But um, if Arteta felt that Tierney wasn't up to playing, then I understand. You have to understand that on that side, you've got Trent Alexander and Mo Salah, probably two of the best right-sided players uh, in the world at the moment. Their, their combination, the, um, the fact that you've got Mo Salah running at you and you've got um, Trent Alexander being able to put a ball in a sixpence, um, it's kind of hard, it really is. And he felt that maybe Tavares was the person who could have sort of managed it Okay, he didn't, and it wasn't good. Um, Tierney starting for me, probably not. Tavares hadn't put a foot wrong in the previous game. So, you know, if you're playing well, you you deserve to keep your place. What kind of message does that send if if you're playing well and then you just get dropped? So I understand the reason why Arteta started Tavares today. And I actually agree with it. Uh, I really do. Um, There was no real shocks in the starting lineup uh, at all, Partey coming in. I mean, if he's fit, he's I guess one of the um, one of the two starting centre midfielders, and you have to play him. Um, although a, a conversation about Partey definitely needs to be had very very soon. Um, uh, barring that, the only change maybe would have been Odegaard for. Lacazette, maybe just to show up that midfield, because I thought that midfield battle was going to be one of the ones was going to be so important for us to win. Um, We didn't win it, unfortunately. But apart from that, there was no real sort of standout shots about the starting lineup. Josh, any wise words on your from your tactical view of what went wrong? (laughs) If you can get that done in under an hour, I'll be impressed. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like Carl says, the lineup. Does, there was no one that I would have said, oh, let's let's do, uh, yeah, let, let's start Tierney over Tavares. There was nothing there to me that said that was an obvious choice for him to come in. Uh, so, yeah, I think Tavares deserved his place in the starting 11. We'll probably talk about later in the game of whether or not KT should have come on. Uh, but I'd also say, other than the second goal, I don't think Tavares is the only issue that Arsenal had today. It's not all down to him. It wasn't because he had a stinker that we lost 4-0. I mean, it's the reason why we (laughs) conceded the second goal, but I think generally there weren't many players that came out of this performance uh, who can hold their heads high. Uh, There were a lot of learnings that these players are going to take away from them. We kept a lot of youngsters out on the field at that point where some may say, take these players off because they need protecting or, uh, you know, we bring on experience over them. But I, I, I think this is just one of the, the fixtures we'll look back on and go, 
that was kind of a lot of these players needed that kind of result for them because they had 10 games unbeaten and someone like Tommy Arsu never seen def- never seen a defeat at Arsenal in his career so far. Uh, same for Ramsdale. I don't think Ramsdale has uh, seen a loss either since he came into the side. So I think it's all about, you know, we built a lot of momentum. It's how this team then reacts next week as well. Um, yeah, first for me, that's a short answer, but I'm sure we'll go into it a bit more. Mentioning uh, next time. week, what a way to bounce back from getting smashed at Anfield to then take on the worst team by a country mile in the Premier League. That's going to be good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, defense, defense is in charge, doesn't it, at that point? Uh, bearing in mind with our finishes. It could be Who's an in interesting... charge? That's in Newcastle yeah. we're playing next, aren't we? Yeah, it's Newcastle. Uh, they're probably yeah. sacking, but Eddie Howard's got COVID, hasn't he? <laughs> sack him. Just sack him. <laughs> didn't Newcastle come out and say that they've already, uh, they didn't realise how, how much financial badness was going on at Newcastle and how poor the squad was? <laughs> Anybody could have told you that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, going to Newcastle, it's, oh, sorry, Newcastle coming to us. Yeah, we've got a run of okay fixtures and yeah, then we play United the weekend after as well. So hopefully, fingers crossed, Ollie's still at the wheel, pissed and uh, in the uh, still in that ditch. But yeah, uh, it's going to be how we react to the next couple of games. A bit like we said, after losing to Man City and losing to Chelsea at the beginning of the season, both those games we were like, right, we've got to see how this team reacts. And they went 10 unbeaten. So you can't really ask, you know, fairer than that for how this team is reacting to adversity, uh, especially now that we've kind of brought that back four in. We've just got to see what goes on uh, for the next couple of games. But it's no, by no means should we be, um, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. True. It's, but did anybody expect anything else in this game? What would you have been happy with? I don't think we should have lost 4-0. I'll be honest with you. No one should be, no one right now should be happy that we lost 4-0. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have expected to lose. I, I, I get it. Liverpool are miles, miles better than us. Liverpool are probably the best team in the world right now. Like barring Bayern Munich. Chelsea. Um, Chelsea and Man City. Like they are, they are absolutely brilliant on their day. They can carve anyone apart as they did today. But I think it was more maybe the manner of the defeat. Um, if we we lost 4-0 and it's not good, but I felt like at times we were handing them the game. I felt like the, the mistakes that we were making and it's almost like for just a brief period of time, we couldn't even string a pass together. Like every, when he's watching it on TV or if everyone watched the Sky version, it seemed like Liverpool would have an attack. Sky would show the replay, come back to the game and Liverpool attacking again. It just seems like we just couldn't get out. We just seemed like we stuck to our guns or this playing out from the back. And it wasn't working today. It genuinely was not working today. But it almost seemed like Arsenal of old where we didn't we didn't react to that. Liverpool are a team that press, probably the best pressing team in the Premier League. They absolutely hunt people down and they get the ball back from you. It's almost like that whole... You know, if when the opposition's got the ball, you have 10 seconds to get that ball back and they hunt in packs is what they do. And I felt like today 
maybe playing out from the back wasn't the best thing to do. I mean, it worked for us in the first half. In the first half, we were comfortable with the Liverpool press. There was clearly something that happened at half-time where you know, Liverpool just either kicked into another gear or we just lost all the rhythm that we had. And I can't. It was a definite change, wasn't there? You could see yeah. it coming towards the end of the first half. Yeah, and whether and, or not they, that's because um, Arteta on the sideline when Mane went and clattered into Tommy Arsu and didn't get a yellow card, went and called Klopp a horse-faced twat, and maybe that fired him up. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that fired him up. Uh, yeah, maybe that. Do you think? Who do you, you think is winning a fight out of Arteta and uh, Klopp? Like one on one. I mean, Klopp was a centre back, wasn't he? Yeah, and he's six foot four, so he's got teeth. He's big. He's big, and he's got teeth that could. Uh, <laughs> what's the phrase? He could eat an apple through a, a letterbox, or letterbox, something. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, or it's Arteta, who I think he's the kind of dirty one. He's the one that throws sand in someone's eyes and then has a yes. shoot on him and just sticks it into your face. Oh, he's Spanish, isn't he? And they're not known for their, their attacking prowess. Whereas uh, the Germans, well, you don't mess with the Germans where he'll, um, he'll ruin I mean, him. I mean, the English, we've defeated both in war. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, nothing like yeah. bringing it back to the 1400s. That <laughs> yep. yep. That'll do it. Bloody Spaniards. Don't fucking get on a boat. That's all I'm saying. We'll fucking take you out. But after the, the end of the first, I mean, there was all quite um, some good things for, during the first half from us, mainly bringing the ball out of defence and some of the stuff with uh, from down the right hand side from Tommy Asu. That was that was looking pretty good because it looked like he had mm. he had the bettering. That's not even a word. He had he had um, Mane under his thumb, and I he thought he did oh, until he got fucking elbowed in the head. <laughs> until he nearly not until he started seeing stars. Exactly. I'm mean, still angry about that. And then, yeah, Mane was just on one as he normally is, going around, kicking people up in the air, uh, being a snide little bastard because uh, he's having a shit season compared to the pyramid pennant. And I was just, I still have no idea how he, how he stayed on know, the field. Did you notice in the first half, you know, when um, uh I think um, Salah collided with Ramsdale in one of the nine times that Ramsdale oh, got collided yeah. into. I'm sure when Salah got up and walked away, he, he put a foot in as he got up, gave him a little kick of his left foot mm. into his chest. Did I imagine that? They only showed it briefly for a quick replay. Anyone else oh, see was that? that? Is that because it was um, the Liverpool Mafia directing yeah, the game? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. No, I saw the Yotta um, leaving his foot in. Oh. Uh, I mean, he. I know he ended up being injured as well mine are still retracted but, from that tackle yeah <laughs> oh, oh, oh when the player's yeah. laying on his back and he's and they're moving his leg around it's not his leg that is the problem it is holding no. his balls ramsdale was counting the boys that's what he was doing <laughs> count them that up is, one two three that oh. is a pain that if that happens to me just get me a duvet put the duvet on me and just leave me for about a week <laughs> don't speak to me turn the lights off because that is and that's not especially when it come in because Jota was trying to toe poke the ball past him mm. wasn't he he yeah. did toe poke a ball but it's not the ball that he was aiming for <laughs> oh dear but Carl were you um, were you um, hopeful that the second half would be a little bit more fruitful for us I was I was hoping that we wouldn't I was hoping that we wouldn't come out and go gun ho like I was hoping Arteta would say to the players you know it's only one we can get into this game 
And all he needs to do is probably quiet the fans down for about 10 minutes, as we did in the first half, and then sort of go go for it. But it didn't work out that way, unfortunately. I just think that it almost seemed like we were scared to attack. Like I, No one will know what was said at half-time um, in that game, unfortunately. But it just seemed like we came out, we were scared to attack them. Liverpool literally, every time they got the ball... It, they seem dangerous. So I guess it was almost whatever Klopp said to them at um, halftime, it definitely worked. But whatever Arteta said to Arsenal at halftime definitely didn't. And I was worried just because most Salah was growing into the game more and more. And it was annoying. He's annoyingly good. He is. He's very, very good. And like I said, I think Tavares just didn't, um, play well and Lukonga definitely in the first five minutes of the first half you knew that he, this wasn't the game for him and Arteta credit to him made the switch very very early because even he could see that maybe even said to Lukonga I'm going to give you five ten minutes in the second half and you have to improve and obviously he didn't because he was giving the ball away he couldn't shoot a pass together um and yeah Arteta like I said credit to him he made the change very early brought on um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles and even he was thank you and even he was um, unlucky maybe not to start as well but um, he had to make that change very early and it kind of you look at his playing style and you think that he's lazy he's got this lazy um, sort of less about him but he's not he gets about like he definitely gets about the pitch and I think maybe maybe this game will maybe shift just a little bit where if Sambi, you're thinking that Sambi should start, then maybe Ainsley will start games now instead of Sambi. Maybe he'll take him out the firing line just a little bit. I mean, we'll, we'll see in the next game against Newcastle because it's going to be obviously Partey and another if Partey doesn't get injured because he's always in- <laughs> injured lately. But um, yeah, the second half for me, Whatever happened, it didn't. Whatever Arteta's plan was, it definitely did not go to plan. Yeah, I think when I kind of saw it, it looked like what they were doing was because Tavares was making those runs down the wing. They just ended up in the second half. They were just like, let him have it because Salah's getting drawn back and we'll just leave him on the front foot. Uh, and I think that was the issue is that Mane stopped, uh, sorry, Salah stopped tracking Tavares. So then it was just easy for him to then get in behind, run at Gabriel, and we saw that in. Um, and I see Chris has entered the chat as well, uh, much That's to everybody's disappointment. Where's he been for the last magnificent run? <laughs> uh, well, and sticking bloody baguettes up his bum. I went, I'm went move, then, moving, uh, moving children around uh, places that they shouldn't be. Um, yeah, as uh, I assume people have saw, seen that. All of the things about the French League being uh, not the League of Farmers, the League of Nonces. Allegedly. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, allegedly, um, I should say, according to uh, a certain, I think, uh, writer for the New York Times slash I or Guardian. It was one of them. But anyway, League of Nonces. Um, yeah. It's throwing you off now. Anybody worried about been. Party? Because he came back and did fuck all. Sell him. I don't think... Sell him. You've, you've been on this bandwagon. <laughs> when you won the Highbury squad, and then you said that, and then you got a yellow card or something. I, one of your hundred yellow cards. I broke Kev Campbell. That's why I haven't been on since. <laughs> he got broken by that. Uh, I wouldn't sell him necessarily, but let's I put it this way. 
Sorry, yeah, I was going to say well, that at that point it was because of his injury record, and I was like, well, "You've got this. Basically, you've got a Ferrari, but it's in the garage with no wheels. What's the point of having it?" And now the question is: Is he even a Ferrari? Is he maybe a Lamborghini? <laughs> is he? I don't know. Is he, is he just MR2s a fire? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Is he a baby Ferrari, a la Fiat, or is he, as you say, Danny, a converted MR2 in Croydon? I, I I probably talk about it more on the pod this week, but I, I the conversation needs to be had about Partey because and I, and I understand that players do not set their price. We, we what we paid for him mm. is what we valued him at, and that's what we bought him for. But I don't see at the moment what he brings to Arsenal. What what is his role? Is he a deep line playmaker? Is he a box to box? Is what 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 does what does <laughs> or what is his role in the Arsenal team? I mean, barring the <clears> one goal he scored against... God, who did he score the header against? Uh, it was a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Absolutely no one, I'd have said. No, <laughs> he scored was a header. Was it, Le- was it Leicester? Yeah, I think it was Leicester. Was the Leicester. Goal, wasn't it? Apart, apart from him scoring that goal against Leicester, which, again, even that goal was a bit ropey, what has he done? Does he do assists? Oh, no. he had a good shot earlier, didn't he? Yeah, that was a decent shot. But do you buy players because they can... Uh, I mean, yeah, ha, that's a basically a basic save for any goalkeeper. And, and if I Alisson would... had conceded that, I would have been questioning him. And I'm not saying that he's shit. Let me get this straight. He's not shit. But we, are, we want more from him. We do. There's no doubt that at all. And the conversation, I guess, just like Pepe, um, we've got this player who we paid very a very high price for, but they're not doing what we want. And I'm not saying he's got to come out and score 10, 20 goals every season, but maybe that's not his role. But what what is his role? Yeah, I think it's, it's one of those, if we had a functioning midfield before we brought Partey in, Partey would have taken that functioning midfield to a next level. Probably... Probably so. Um, come in and maybe he needs a, a different midfield partner. And actually, can doesn't look like he's got the injury record for it. But then... he's worrying. That's one of our one of our marquee players, and he's he's had a decent run of games, but injured too much and not doing. I don't watch. I mean, he come from my Spanish side, but. He's not doing the kind of job that I thought he would be doing, as in giving the ball, getting the ball and putting magnificent through balls all the time, over and over, through to Lacazette and Aubameyang, who did either of them touch the ball during the game at all? I, I was going to put in the chat, I, sorry, I was going to put in our WhatsApp group, has Aubameyang touched the ball in the first half? And I'd be interested to see how many touches he had in the first half. I can remember the shot he had in the second half. Um which he was offside for, I believe. And also the um, the pass into Lacazette, what he was well, offside he 22, for as well. He had 22 touches the entire game. Lacazette had 24. And four of and... those are pickups. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <And he's five. laughs> our, our full-backs, Tommy Ashu, 53. Tavares, 67. Half of which were to Liverpool players. Um, Gabriel 60, White 62, Ramsdale 45. Four of those are picking the ball out of the net. I don't know if they count. <laughs> Rowe had 28, Saka 43, Party 42, Lukonga for 37. 
But a Bamyang only getting 22 touches, well, getting 18 touches, <laughs> that is that is terrible. He was getting yeah, absolutely yeah. nothing. He was. He's... This was a bad game for him, but you have to... You can when... look at it both ways. Was he doing enough or was he not getting the service? There's, that's the two things you both. can look at. Both, definitely. When was the last time he had a good game, though, to be honest? Was it, Fulham? was it Fulham last season when William oh, got God, a hat-trick of assists? <laughs> <laughs> Again, but like we were saying in our WhatsApp group, that's another conversation that needs to be had. Mm. Do we look to bring someone in in January? Um, because he's going to go for, what, four weeks. So you are looking yeah. at um, Lacazette being our main striker, a la, um, and also with flipping... Um, in Ketia. So mm. for those four weeks, we are looking at Lacazette and Enketia, who both don't really inspire you, does it? Like, not at all. You don't look at those two and think, oh yeah, those are the two main strikers. It's going to be, it's going to be brilliant. And maybe uh, Martellini. So I think our strike, we definitely need a new striker for the, next, for the mm. next season. That's for sure. Because Lacazette is probably going to go, let's be honest. And Abamyang, you know, has he lost? Has he lost slash losing it? Do you really want to rely on your main striker being a 33? He'd be 33 by then, won't he? Mm-hmm. Like a 33 year old mm-hmm. striker? Maybe not. So the striker situation, again, is something that we need to look at very, very shortly. And even then, we need to bring in maybe two strikers you're looking at because we're going to lose Enketia, we're going to lose Lacazette. Um, so if those two go, you're looking at Balogun and Aubameyang being your main strikers for the Arsenal Football Club. And whatever Arsenal. whatever Martinelli's got, if, you know, by the end of it, the blackmail that somebody's got on him or whatever Arteta hates about him is uh, resolved, that he's another option for us as a striker as well. Um Perhaps that's one that we'll see during AFCON because we'll see, it's, you know, as you kind of say, that Aubameyang goes, Pepe goes as well. There's going to be opportunities for someone like Martinelli, surely, to be getting into this side. Let's, let's talk, let's make, uh, cheer ourselves up, um, Josh. Talk a little bit about Ramsdale in the first half. My God, that man was like, um, uh, what's it, uh, Eddie, Eddie Honda, the 100-hand slap. In 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 um, Street Fighter, my oh. at no point could you pause the game and think he had any less than six hands. The way he was parrying and diving and shoving and passing over, someone put in the chat there. If it wasn't for him, this could have been six or seven nil, couldn't it? Oh, definitely. It was like he was at Sheffield United again. He's probably loving it, or Bournemouth, <laughs> or any of those relegation sides he played for, played for before. Just you know, the goal getting absolutely battered. I think he probably loved it. It was like a training session for him. And yeah, you say the string of saves that he was making in the first half, second half, it was absolutely superb until he then got kicked by Jota. You know, had to count the number of balls he had left, got to an odd number, got a bit worried. And I think that's the kind of issue we saw that clearly leaving something in on a player with no recompense clearly affected him because I don't think he really then made a great save after that, we were just completely ruined and it looked like it was because he was probably then carrying the injury that we saw inflicted on him. But as you say, Danny, he was absolutely superb. I think again, the one of the players that can you know, 
walk away from that game with his head held high despite conceding four. Go on, Carl. Vent all your love for Mr. Ramsdale. I thought he was absolutely world class today. I, I genuinely do. And I, I will always hold my hands up. At the start of the season, I was definitely one of the players. Bayern players? I fucking wish. One of the we, we wished you were who, a player, Carl. You'd have got stuck in in central midfield. You'd have fucked the people up. If nothing else, glasses. you'd have ruined their journey to work. Look at the bus when they got to the stadium. Uh, well, with this Liverpool, you don't need any help um, them seeing their hubcaps or tyres, allegedly. Um, no, not but, allegedly. Fact. <laughs> but um, no, he was very, very good today. And like I said, I put my hands up. I was not, I did not want him at the start of the season. I was one of the people who was very sceptical. But I am happy, happy to be proven wrong. He's doing well for us and he's going to have games where he's going to concede goals this is Arsenal like he's going to have to realise that you know not every game he, is he going to be able to keep everything out and we're going to have shaky games and but today you can afford him none of the goals were goalkeeping errors and that's the corner of one of the you concede four goals you kind of think maybe the goalkeeper had a bad game he had an absolutely brilliant game and he still conceded four goals so you really now just have to dust yourself off and just go forward. Like he just needs to, the whole club from Monday when they go back to training, just need to focus on that Newcastle game. And I guess all you need to do is really stop San Maximum. So when you stop him, kind of, you should be able to beat this new, the Newcastle team. But um, yeah, no, Aaron Ramsdale for me, brilliant today. Absolutely brilliant today. I can't fault him in the slightest. Hmm. Um, in in hindsight, Josh, what could we have done to not get smashed four 0 What would you have if you could, if you could get in the old oh, um, uh, Delorean? I think Carl could have done us a solid, uh, ruined the trains for the Arsenal players going up there, and we'd have taken a three 0 forfeit. I was going to say that we'd have taken only a three 0 uh, What could we have done? To... I think one of the things that is holding us back. It sounds almost a bit counterintuitive, but we were so impotent in front of goal. And if you've got a decent striker, like Carl was saying, uh, I mean, at least uh, our striker isn't 28 and got no ankles. Uh, but it's we've got to get that kind of fear because Liverpool realised in the second half we weren't going to break them down. Aubameyang wasn't getting in behind anymore. Lacazette, they knew he's probably got about 60 minutes in his legs before he has to go off for another cheeseburger. Uh, or, no, sorry, they don't call it a cheeseburger in France, do they? It's a... On croque monsieur. Royale with cheese. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yeah, uh, so there was just... They, yeah, they just weren't... The other one. I was hoping it was pop fiction. I was hoping for something from like Smith Rowe. We've seen that he wants to add more goals to his game. I thought Saka going forward was great, but didn't necessarily have the options going with him. And we were stuck in this kind of rock from a hard place where we clearly didn't want to push forward as much because we knew we'd get caught on the break. But we also needed to start pushing Liverpool back, getting behind them. Uh, and it's, it's insane that we got to that point. You know, we need... You we can need time some, him out uh, if you want. Oh, what was that, Chris? Yeah. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, 
Yeah, Lacazette did all right, I thought today. But but he's a striker. He's not a, a, we a creative number 10, is he? He was no, but we far also... too much time running back trying to get sort of things out. And then we all know when he has a game like that, he's fucked mm. after 60 minutes. Yeah, yeah we, then... we did need him for his hold-up play as well, because anyway, we were getting upfield. But it didn't work, did it? So hopefully that'll be the end of that. I only want him playing if he's going to be coming on as a striker or playing big man, little man up front. Playing in that, holding it up, it, all he does is get kicked. And he's an old man. He's nearly 30 <laughs> or he is 30. And he yeah. doesn't have the passing ability. I think I'd much rather have seen Odegaard play there. At least you know you're going to get some decent passing out of him. And he's still young. He's not been but, um, run ragged. But Danny, what you have to remember, and Josh, like, to remember is that this man is going to be starting for us in January. He is going to be our starting striker for us. Him as a striker, I'm happy. But but Not can he, but we just said that he can't last more than sixty minutes. So what are we going to do? Is it he's coming off for Eddie? Well, I know what we won't do. Oh, we won't be bringing on Martinelli at any point. <laughs> I do know. <laughs> It'll be Odegaard false nine or yeah. Odegaard will be playing there. the eight, nine, ten, and eleven all on his own, <laughs> and it will be dead after two is, games. But this is what I'm saying. It, it, it's worrying that, and I know maximum maybe four, five weeks you, you, you're looking at. But you know, God forbid we get a, an injury to Abamyang. Let's say Abamyang goes to the African Cup of Nations and comes come back injured. What what do we do then? Our season's kind of effed um, if that happens. You know, if he even saying that we're keeping Eddie. If someone offers us two million for Eddie in January, we've got, to, we've, got to, we've got to accept that, right? We have to. Yeah. You can't just not get anything for him. If someone offers us even a million, we accept it. Is I, I don't think Aubameyang. Well, maybe not a million because it's probably not yeah. worth it. But yeah, I say even if Uber came back uh, right now, he's only got four goals for us in eleven games, and that isn't good enough at all. So if he was missing, is it that much of a problem for us? I don't think so, because I don't see what he does for us. As Danny said, 22 touches. We could get somebody else to take kickoff for us, and that would drop. That would halve the amount of uh He's stat padding with all the gold kickoffs. <laughs> with all the kickoffs. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, four right, goals. Someone, someone's put in the chat here. Um, who was it? Uh, Richard Garrett put, should have dropped ESR into the middle. And put and and put a left winger. Would would that have been an ideal game for Pepe? Because we saw in the first half when Tommy Asu was running down that right hand side, and him and uh, Smith Rowe, or it, yeah, him and Smith Rowe. No, was it on the right? Saka, I think, was on the right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, everyone was swapping sides a little bit. Um, would that have worked, Carl? Do you think maybe playing Pepe on the left no, wing? Because no, because Pepe's not running back. But playing on the left wing against Trent and Salah, no. Okay, with, Tav- with Tavares behind him, no way, no bloody way. That that would be a recipe for disaster because as much as um, Smith Rowe was helping him come like, running back, Pepe's not doing that. Pepe ain't running back to help out Tavares and that would have been a recipe for disaster because Trent and Salah would have had more of a field day than they did today. So... Yeah, I don't think it was a game for Pepe. Newcastle may well be where you just say to him, just run at the fullback, run at the fullback. Um, but today, no, not not at all. I think 
maybe I I did say, and I even tweeted it on from the pod account that Odegaard maybe should have played ahead of Lacazette, and I'm not saying I was proved right because we don't know what would have happened. We don't know whether you weren't proved wrong. That's the important bit. (laughs) There is that, but. I think just today it, it showed that maybe Lacazette, like Chris said, Lacazette isn't a number oh, ten. Don't, don't say like Chris said. Oh God! Well, I know, I know. Like, even I feel dirty saying it. Like <laughs> I, I, I genuinely oh. do. I won't wash my life out with soap later. But Lacazette he's gone and ruined his Paddington stripy pants. Now you've said that. <laughs> he's gone all like um, uh, who was it um, uh, Reeves and Morton you know when he used to stand up on in front of um, Ulrika and he'd rub his pants like that hello, hello. he's doing that on, see, his, on his dining room table you see now doing. see, I just gave Chris props and now I'm going to take it back because Good. for some unknown reason why is he hating on Mo Salah Mo Salah is top five players in the world and I don't want to hear it. I don't want to he is. He absolutely is. Like, and he he shows it every season. You cannot score what thirty goals every single season and not be a good player. It's as simple as that. You, you can't do it. As much as it's like we hate Harry Kane. We I hate him, but Harry Kane is a very maybe not this season, but all he's last a season striker. Or, yeah, all that. But <laughs> he's a good striker. He he gets. He gets you goals. Like in a good team, Harry Kane will get in goals. Like, and when he goes to Man City for twenty-five million at the end of the season, like uh, he will show it. But no, um, most of is a good player. But as I was talking about with um, Chris, most Salah. Sorry, here we got Salah on the brain now. Like I said, he's not a number ten. He's not. He is a striker. We bought him as a striker his passing range hasn't adapted for him to be a quote-unquote number 10 false nine, whatever you want to call it. Um, he's the player that he gets about, and that's what it is. He hunts down the centre-backs and hunts down whatever their deep-laying midfielder um, is and gets you the ball. But barring that, doesn't really do much else, and that's not his game. And we're trying to mould him into something that he is not. He's not a number 10. He's not a false nine. He's an actual number nine. He's a good number nine that holds up play well. He holds up well. Yeah, his passing isn't necessarily there. But you know what? He's not there to be creating for a Bamiang. He should be there holding the ball up. Let's just get Smith Rowe and Saka up in place. If I'm talking about anybody that should have started in front of Odegaard, I'm talking about our club captain. Because as I say, 11 games, four goals, 22 touches today. Not good enough. Five, five of them kickoffs. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's not good enough to get that kind of service or that kind of output from him because there were definitely opportunities for him as well. He, he looked all right, but it just didn't seem to be his day. Uh, Lacazette, you know, last season, he was our top goal scorer. And Aubameyang didn't have like enough combinations to go to or any of that. It was, he was just shit. And look at this from yeah. Bill Macca. If Salah was French, the pirate would be in love with him. <laughs> oh, of course he would. He'd be oh. saying he for Valencians or Saint Etienne. Oh, it'd be the, he'd be the next great hope. <laughs> oh. 
I guess we're, uh, we're avoiding it, but we're going to talk about, I guess, the Tavares mistake. Josh, we need... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, before you say that, can I read you some of... I, I did a, a series of tweets about Mr. Tavares, and uh, here we go. Um, Mac, um, magnificent assist by Tavares for the flare goal. Uh, about three minutes later, I tell last night, uh, another magnificent through ball from Tavares split our entire defence. Is the fact that Vin Tippers are playing in red confusing the poor lad? Tyranny must be furious. Superb curling shot at goal by Tavares. Ramsdale didn't like it. <laughs> and look at that. Look at Tavares in that goal. Mark Salah all the way back until he decides to run over and tackle whoever's got the ball and leave Salah on his own. Schoolboy defending. And that was just, just absolutely shocking, Carl. Yeah, um, like, like we said, Tavares didn't have a good game at all today. Not at all. Um, I, I can understand Josh's argument for keeping them on the pitch, and I kind of I, I semi agree, but something just tells me that damage limitation you should have t- put on Tierney if he's fit. We don't know if he's one hundred percent fit, but if he's fit enough to be on the bench, he's fit enough to play a game. That's as simple as uh, is the truth. But yeah. And, and I agree with Josh. This kind of game has got to make him stronger. He's, uh, you'd hope that Arteta would sit down with him at some point during the week when they watch this game back, and he would have to watch that over and over again and show what mistake he made, and just obviously say, "Look, you cannot make the mistake. You've got to have your wits about you. You can't just pass into an area because he almost like done a no look pass, thinking that he was cool, but unfortunately." <laughs> no look no. you don't do a no look pass when you're 3-0 down at Anfield and, <laughs> and you and got against, and against Liverpool just nothing like and that was it, it wasn't good like you know we knew the mistake he made he tried to make up for it and I think once he was trying to make up for his snake that's what um, he kept yeah. letting people in behind him because he kept trying to get forward and almost try and score and assist and he was way up the pitch and this space that Moisander had was just absolutely ridiculous. And yeah, he, he's a young lad. He's got to, no one can have a 10 out of 10 game. No one. And he's got to, he will learn from his mistake. He may not even sleep tonight. He may watch his game back or maybe with one of the players that don't care to shrug his shoulders and that's it. But I, I personally would have taken him off just to say, look, this is obviously not the game for you. Um, the two right-sided um, players for Liverpool are just absolutely killing him. And that's why you saw for a period of time, they had to give him a respite and put Tommy Asu on the um, left-hand mm-hmm. side and put Tavares on the right and because he just was having a bad game. Now, if you're going to do that, then take him off. Well, I but think Tommy, I Asu was, Tommy Asu was having a dodgy game on the other side as well. Second half, he was nowhere near Mane. The number of times Mane got in behind and Tommy Arsenal's not even on the screen, there was he wasn't the only fullback that had a bit of dodgy problems. I think switching was a bit of both. You know, Tavares having his bit of dodgy moment, but Tommy Arsenal wasn't great either. Switch sides for them, and they're then defending players that are going to come into their stronger fit. And that's what I kind of saw from it. And also they switched after every corner as well. I don't know if you saw that, because I think Yeah. Um, I think it was Tommy Asu was always ma- was always at the back post, 
And so he was always naturally on the left when it was a left-sided corner that he then went to left-back. Uh, they switched when the ball went out of play. But I don't think it was the right uh, time to take them off. Um, you know, Both of them stayed out there. I think there were other players that I'd have taken off instead. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, it's all going to be about how Tavares comes back from this. And Danny, do you, do you think that Tavares has got in him, you know, still young to to come back from that kind of performance? Yes, of course he does. It's uh, Everything is a learning curve. Yeah, I think we all know that top four, we all said top four this season was gone. Top three is gone. And they are going to be so far ahead of everybody else, Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, that our, our results against them are meaningless for me. Um, we can do our best and that's all we can do. And if we lose, we probably lose all six games. But well, that doesn't matter because we are not fight. We're not competing against them for places or points or trophies or anything. And for for the likes of um, Tavaj, I think is how you say his name. If he's watching, I don't get an upset because he had a bad enough day as it is. <laughs> he will hopefully he'll be dropped for the next game. And then all these players came in too soon. They don't know the way. They had no preseason. They don't know the way that the Arsenal work under Arteta. And he'll he'll be dropped. Um, Tierney will come back in and then he'll go back to coming on as a sub um, and playing one of many positions or come or, or playing the League Cup games, the early FA Cup games if it's no one important. But I, I don't care about this game. It means absolutely nothing to me. I'm just looking forward to next Sunday, at set, next Saturday at 12.30. We're at home to Newcastle and uh, it, we are absolutely going to ruin them. It's going to be another slobber knocker and this time it's going to be 10-0 to Arsenal. So where do, where do we go? We'd no point talking about any of the goals, is there? Don't care about any of the goals. No, it wasn't. Listen, we, apart from the tower as one, look, it was Liverpool played well. They cut us open. We, we, we could have played better and not handing them the game. But this is Liverpool. We're talking about a team that are like, and Josh will probably agree, like, they are top three teams in the world right now. You could put them up against any team and you would kind of bet for Liverpool, maybe Bayern Munich, Chelsea aside. Um, they are brilliant. Klopp has got them playing absolutely brilliantly. You can't deny that. Arsenal are... We are a long way away from them. I didn't think the gap was 4-0 kind of um, that vast because we've been playing well and... And I just want to say, fuck off, Chris. I know Chris is going to say something like, oh, but look at the teams we played. You can only play what's in front of you. That's the, that, that's my caveat. Mm. But we just need to, it does depend on how you bounce back from this. You know, on Monday morning, when they walk in to training, Arteta needs to sit them down and just say, look, Liverpool game's done, it's finished, it's gone. It, it's, it's out of the way. We now look to Newcastle, a team that hasn't won the only team in the whole of the English leagues who haven't won a game this season and we're playing them at home. If that's not a game, a confidence booster game, like nothing else is. Um, I do expect, so, you, uh, so you know that we're going to lose that game now? now that you've I, said that. Say, I, do expect, I do expect Broca <laughs> to like have these absolutely worldly, like turn into prime lawyer, like um, no doubt. But um, we... You know, we should, we should be beating them and you just got to kind of, you have to not worry about what happened at Anfield. 
we got beat. Not good. We need to let it, we need to just move on, let it go. It's done. Move on to Newcastle. And that's it. And hopefully no one's picked up an injury. Hopefully we, um, Tierney does come back better if he, if he wants to play. Bounce back hopefully. better. Yeah. <laughs> like hopefully he, he does. And barring that, there's no players like, there's no other players that are going to come back anytime soon. I don't think Xhaka is coming back. Well, apparently he's training, training isn't he? Yeah. So he's like, he's like two months ahead of schedule. So that's not bad. Crystal Darling Newcastle. <laughs> I mean, he might be on the bench. It wouldn't surprise me if he's on the bench. He's um, a monster, that's why. He, he's come back two months ahead of schedule. You can't deny that. That's not absolutely brilliant. So... Well, depending on how you look at it, if you're, I know Chris. I know Chris is absolutely waiting for Xhaka to come back in um, on one of his many, I've heard many Arsenal Chris, shirts. Chris took all of his Arsenal shirts and had all the numbers scraped off, and he's had Xhaka put on the back of every single one of them, mm. including the green one from 1984, which is worth <laughs> about 600 quid. No, but like, and we've got to, we've got to. Do something with Abamyang. We need him to start playing better. I mean, Josh, I've got a question for you, which mm. is which is quite. Um, we're going to have to do without Jacko. Sorry, we're going to have to do without um, Abamyang for about four weeks. Would you now start blooding in, or maybe maybe it's games away, start blooding in the people who are going to play instead of him? Like maybe start playing like I said up front. And seeing how we do without, like I said, sorry, how we do without Bamiyang. Oh, I'd love to see Bamiyang dropped easily. We're seeing how well we were doing with Pepe being dropped. We had 10 games unbeaten. Uh, I've, I think it's the uh, same with Bamiyang. I don't think he brings too much uh, right now to us. I would, if Odegaard is now getting back and he's now, uh, you know, kind of fit because he had that kind of terrible run of games, didn't he? Uh, during our unbeaten run, got dropped out and that's when Lacazette came in. Yeah, I'd give it an opportunity with uh, Smithrow, Saka and Odegaard behind Lacazette. It's, I think it's probably the lineup most of us probably want to see uh, is that kind of group. Maybe bring in, as people calling for Martinelli as well, Certainly an option, but I think I'm going Odegaard first over Martinelli, uh, which is probably why, you know, when you always have the question of who should we bring in, it's someone or Martinelli. And because it's that someone tends to be a bit better, Martinelli's getting caught out on uh, on the options. Um, but I also had an answer to size question that uh, Danny highlighted uh, yeah, have you ever seen a manager other than Oli trying so hard to get the sack? I would like to present to Sai Jose Mourinho's career. Uh, <laughs> it's just a man who has tried to get himself sacked from at least six clubs. Uh, yeah, maybe more. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it's it's one of those of trying to bring new players in. I'd like to be playing the ones we've got in form as well. And naturally, I don't think our club captain is in form right now. Uh, Danny, would you try and bring other people in? Uh, is it a chance to give Nketiah minutes or maybe nope. Balogun minutes? 
Balogun needs to go out on loan. We saw from the mm. first couple of games of the season, even against a team like Brentford, who, who had five minutes in the sun and are now plummeting down the table, that he is not ready. He, he's been used to playing men against boys. Um, he, he's magnificent against under-23s. Mm. He's the new star of the, the England under-21 side now that Eddie is, is, I don't think he's old enough, he's too old to play for them. But he needs a loan. He needs to go out there and play against men where you're going to get an elbow in the balls every now and then and a tooth knocked out, Gabriel style. And he needs to do that. He needs to go and play in the championship, no lower than the championship. I'd like to see him at somewhere that, somewhere like Fulham where their whole game revolves around giving, getting Mitrovic to get goals. Maybe Mitrovic gets done for international war crimes or something because he looks the sort. And then they'll need they'll need um, someone up front who can do that. So, but Eddie's gonna, Eddie's gone. Eddie's dead to us. Don't want to see Eddie play anymore unless he's going to um, sign the contract. I don't even want him to sign the contract. He's he's had his chances. He he can only score from six inches and no further out. Um, Lee's League Cup record is really good, but unfortunately, we're better than a League Cup side. And uh, uh, Mark, what's the point in having Martinelli at the club? We saw under Emery in that League Cup run and the UEFA Cup run, the Europa League run the amount of goals he was scoring. When that boy is on form, he is scintillating. We've, I, I remember saying he's the new Thierry Henry. <laughs> <laughs> as in he was quite tall and good looking. I didn't mean that's in his football ability. <laughs> but Martinelli, either play Martinelli or sell him because what you what is happening with Martinelli is unfair to the kid um, and we're, throw, we're throwing more money away. Because every day you don't play him is another day closer to him leaving on a free con- on a free transfer. Because mm. he is, if you're not playing him, he's not going to sign a new contract. And the, the, he's seen from two years ago the ability that he's got. So when a bum young goes away, but he'll be back after three games because his team is shit. I want to see Martinelli play some games. Although, just like Balogun, when he played the first couple of games of the season, he was rubbish. Well, we had an yeah. entire team of rubbish players then. But it's... Um, it is. Yeah, it's like we were saying with uh, Partey, you know, if Partey came into a midfield that was decent, he'd have a fighting chance at improving us. I think it's the same with Martinelli, that we've just about sorted out, I think, the back six, uh, if we include Thomas Partey in that. There's still question marks about who partners him. And then we know Saka and uh, Smith-Rowe probably start. There's some consistency now. And we've got a, um, it's now more of a solid foundation for somebody to come in like Martinelli and have those opportunities. But yeah, maybe it's Newcastle. They're a potential option for us. Um, I think if Aubameyang was in form, then we could have him playing, scoring a couple of goals, getting the game won, and then bringing Martinelli on. Um Oh, it formerly knows that that's too far out for Chris. <laughs> <laughs> His little woodpecker. <laughs> oh, so um, it's been nearly an hour. We should start wrapping this up. Where do we go from here, Carl? What would you like to see change for the Newcastle game? I would honestly... I would drop a Bamiyang. I honestly would. We're playing Newcastle at home. It's a game that we kind of should win. Let's be very honest with ourselves. That is, if we do not get three points from that game, then there are something, there's something seriously wrong. Newcastle haven't won a game all season, so there's no reason why they should expect to come to Arsenal and win. Not, not at all. Even with their new manager bounce with Eddie Howe, like we, we should still beat them. 
And I would love to see Lacazette play up front and then play the midfield three of Odegaard, um, Saka and also Emil Smith-Rowe. Because we, we should we should absolutely be, be beating Newcastle. I would like to see possibly Kieran Tierney come back into the squad. If he's fit, if he's not fit, then no, that's not um, the reason. I'm not just trying to drop um, Tavares just because they had a bad game. If Kieran Tierney is meant to be sort of our starting left back, then yeah, we all we all knew that Kieran Tierney wouldn't be able to play every single game this season. His injury record speaks for itself. Um, I would definitely bring Ainsley McNeil-Niles into midfield for Sambi Lukonga. Um, definitely, I think McNeil-Niles has kind of proven today that you know, he deserves a chance. Give him a start against Newcastle. And like I said, Newcastle are not exactly you know, going to be the biggest threat in the world. Um, so bring, definitely bring in Ainsley McNeil-Niles. And apart from that, the team kind of picks itself, doesn't it? The two steps back four... Apart from Tierney picks itself, the goalkeeper picks itself, the two centre midfielders pick itself. Um, so the only massive change I would have, I would definitely, definitely drop um, the, uh, our striker and start Lacazette. What about you, Josh? Uh, I would stick with almost the majority and uh, yeah, Tierney would be the player that would come in for me. I wouldn't change too much from that. Uh, yeah, I think I'd just leave it there. I think maybe we'll put the pirate in charge for the game instead. Give Arteta the uh, the night off and see what Chris can do. It's, uh, yeah, see how difficult so what you're it saying, is. Give it to Carpenter to the end of the season. Uh, give it to Carpenter for the end of the new. Well, probably to the end That's of the first half. First, first half, end of the first half of the Newcastle game, and then once you know Lacazette's done after about sixty minutes, they can go and uh, coddle in the showers, and Arteta can come back in and uh, sort out the mess that Chris has created. Okay, no idea. Uh, don't ask me what I'd do other than bringing Tierney back. I think leave it as it is. Mm. We've shown in all these previous games mm. that we're um, that we're a decent team. We're slowly building together. I mean, you look at uh, uh, Liverpool. Um, 18 months or two years after um, um, Klopp took over they, they weren't the greatest team in the league it's all taking time and that was a really good point you made Josh we're including party that back five that they are all nailed in place um, if mm. you include Tierney and it's everything else about that some people made a yeah. uh, point earlier on in the chat we need midfielders and we need strikers whether it's um, mm. someone to play next to I mean could could party play next to Odegaard would that work? It- it could work. It could. It'd be. I'd need to see more from Odegaard to do that, and I think it depends on what we're doing with the wingers. Um, but it could be an option for us. It, it could be one we see um, at the weekend. But I think going with the kind of uh, four-two-three-one that we see from Arteta at the moment, and with a four-four-two defending, I think. <sighs> Yeah, it would be the formation I'd like us to go with, but I'm not sure it's one that we'll ever see. Um, we'll just, I think, stick with, I think, as Carl said, it's either Sambi or it's um, Maitland-Niles to, yeah, to partner him. Uh, Maitland-Niles shit uh, to make everybody think that he's the um, second coming of Yaya Torre. 
Um, especially if you can get one over Joe Willock as well. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Someone he's grew up with. Yeah. Yeah, and just go, ha, huh, neither of us are getting in the England side. Fuck you. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the best that they can do. Uh, well, yeah, I wouldn't make too many other changes. I think it's more about, you know, what this team as a general whole without too many chops and changes was 10 games unbeaten until now. And that back five wasn't established until that run. So I wouldn't be miss mixing things up too much. Uh, that's the benefit of having one game a week uh, is that we don't need to be rotating the team uh, consistently. And it's why I wouldn't be trying to bring in players that are complete wildcards as well. I don't want to go, Oh yeah, let's start Martinelli because see what happens. The league is quite important for us this season. It's the only opportunity for us to really define if we're going to end up in Europe. Uh, as Danny said, you, League Cup, have we got an opportunity there? FA Cup, again, it's going to be a fluke if we end up there, but we know we don't want to end up in the Europa, Jumbelows, Coca-Cola, Cup, whatever it's called, thing that Spurs are in. Uh, and... Europa League, I think some people, after poo-pooing it for five or six years, would snap your hand off now for being in Europa League. And saying in terms of top four, I mean, yeah, we, we could say the top three that we're talking about will probably run away with it. It will be a scrap in for who gets to top four. West and, Ham lost today. After all this, yeah. Josh, we're still fifth. And if all the teams below us win, we're still fifth. West Ham lost today. Man United yeah. lost today. And we lost. So the teams around us all lost. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think how many teams, how many teams are going to go to Anfield this season and beat them? Um, well, that's the thing. As you say, it, the only teams that are probably expecting not to lose when they go to Anfield are the other two teams that we're expecting to be in the top three. Yeah, uh, they drew one well, Chelsea yeah. drew, didn't they? And Man City haven't been there yeah. yet. Yeah. And somebody will. Liverpool will have an off day at some point and some random team will just fucking destroy them on a day and maybe it gives them an extra three points, but you know what it would be. It would be someone like Wolves or Burnley will go there and win. And that doesn't affect us in our run for the uh, the you know the fourth uh, place finish. It is basically between us, West Ham, and... So long as they don't sack their manager, I don't think Man United are a problem for us. Uh, Conte at Spurs, we'll, we'll see what, how, what he's going to be like. With oh, them, they're going to be bored shitless of him as manager. But yeah, as you say, but we're in fifth at the moment. We're in a good position. Uh, we have a very easy game coming up. And then after that, yeah, we play Man United. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be the new manager bounce or another reason for Ole to be back at the wheel. And <laughs> I, I sadly yeah. think that they will get rid of him. Um, They're after Zidane. Zidane wants his English lessons. He's his English wife doesn't want to come to Manchester. I don't blame her. Fucking Nor do you. I. Would you want to go to Manchester? Mm, so I think that's the only reason that Ole will still be there when we get there is because they can't find anybody else. They would talk to Conte. And Con- I know this from the transfer podcast with um, mm. I can't remember his name, Duncan, Duncan Castle. Castle. Yeah, um, I was listening to that last night. That's how I know this. Otherwise, I, I don't know these people. But that's the only reason why they- he'll still be there. It's because they can't find anybody else. They'll end up with someone like just like Lauren Blanc will come back. <laughs> yeah, I, I do worry, I, just a little bit. I am worried about Conte being that Spurs. I am like. 
Conte's no. not a shit manager. He's he's, he's a boring manager. manager. But he will get them playing. He will get he will get them if he kind of gets them working how he wants to. Sadly, they will do well. And I'm not saying that he's going to be the second coming of anybody. That he's going to get them to the top of the league. But we are fighting them, Man United and West Ham for that fourth place. And I just don't want them to sneak in. Oh, they'll finish the table. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear what Cesc Fabregas said about Conte? No. It was a quote from him this week where he said, uh, um, Conte used to tell me as a midfielder where to pass the ball. I'm a 29-year-old midfielder at the time and I'd won everything in the game and he's telling me where to pass the ball. (laughs) No. So there you go. Um, Right, I think we should go now. Thank you very much, too. We've had about 50 people on and off all day, which is lovely. Um, Sai has ended it with uh, an Arteta out and uh, a Wenger in. No. Um, I don't think anyone else is saying anything of any... uh, Yes, right. uh, Well, Chris hasn't said anything of note all day, has he? No, he hasn't. Yes. So um, there you go. Uh, at the moment, uh, I was going to give the link to Mike and Guna's pod doing a thing, but he's not in the chat. I'm putting a link here to the hybrid squad. Sophie and Big Kev Campbell are there. They're doing their show. They've got about 500 people watching them. So uh, 496, there you go. So go along to there. Go and uh, join in. And so most of you are going to go there anyway. So go there and tell them we sent you. And uh, this tomorrow, there is a special show on the Highbury squad. It is me and Kev Campbell that we did about two months ago. So everything I said was completely irrelevant now. <laughs> Don't hold that against me. That's worth seeing. And, uh, yes, that's it. Anything else to say, Josh, before we go, or Carl? Uh, keep the faith. Uh, we've got Newcastle next. There's no reason why we shouldn't beat Newcastle. So expect uh, a Joe Willock 40-yard screamer. Uh, top corner, one nil win. Um, sadly, yeah. And I say we've come back from worse. Um, just ask Rob Holding in his hairline. And what better way to end the show? Um, uh, Ollie in. That's all we want. We want Ollie to stay. He's doing a great job. And uh, fantastic job. He needs to stay. It is, and I will be watching match of the day tonight. Well, some of it, not all of it. Right, and um, we might be, we should be back midweek with a podcast, probably on Wednesday. And uh, as for the next live show, I don't know. We're glory hunters, so uh, God knows when the next one will be. It'll be well, obviously if we if we lose to Newcastle, then it'd be Chris on definitely. I'll uh, do one on his own. Yeah, him with a couple of hand puppets, a couple of marionettes <laughs> screaming that we need to burn the club down. He's gone anyway. He's not paying anything in here for ages. So thank you very much, everybody, for joining us, and we will see you again. Uh, well, probably next week. Goodbye. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>